This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Alik Yawmiddin, Allahumma Laka Alhamd, Wa Ilayka Al-Mushtaka, Wa Alayka Tuklan, Wa La Hawl Wa La Quwata Illa Billahi Al-Ali Al-Azim, Rabbi Ashrah Li Sudri Wa Yassir Li Amri, Wa Hul Uqata Min Lisaani Yafqahu Qawli, اللهم لا سهل إلا ما جعلته سهلا وأن تجعل الحزن إذا شئت سهلا اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته إلى يوم الدين إن شاء الله تعالى I start praising Allah Almighty and sending blessings and salutations upon our beloved messenger Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم Our weekly lessons whether it is this one where we go through the tafsir of Surah Al-Baqarah or the other weekly lessons that are happening in this masjid, inshallah ta'ala, from now on, will be happening after Maghrib. I mean, we still can't come to the masjid, but for those of you that are following from home, due to the time change, they will be happening after Maghrib now, inshallah. Um, this is our regular tafsir lesson, of course, where we were going through the story of the Bani Israel in Surah Al-Baqarah. And last time, we spoke about how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed Banu Israel over and over again. Uh, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions to us, وَفَضَّلْتُكُمْ عَلَى الْعَالَمِينَ When Allah tells them, and I have preferred you over all of the other alameen, all of the other uh, people. And then Allah mentions all of the blessings He gave them in detail. Last time we mentioned how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with regards to the Banu Israel, He of course saved them from the Pharaoh, from Fir'aun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them the Torah, the sea split open so that they can be saved. Uh, they were forgiven over and over again, even though they committed some heinous acts. They said some blasphemous statements. They were disrespectful to Prophet Musa alayhi salam. They asked things they shouldn't be asking and they actually committed shirk. And throughout all of this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kept on forgiving them. And this is part of some of the blessings that they were given. And every time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would treat them kindly and with mercy and they would then in turn commit an act of sin or they would say a blasphemous statement. And this was their legacy that Allah tells about. These were the kind of people they were and this is what Prophet Musa had to deal with. We talked about how they were even told to enter into Jerusalem uh, with humility and humbleness and they didn't do that. They were told to say hittah Hey, oh Allah, forgive our sins. And they didn't do that. They took it as a mockery and changed the word they were supposed to say. All of this is happening. And also, we spoke about the 40 years of wandering that they were in, the teeth, how although they were in a state of wandering and they would never be able to settle down in that state as a punishment for not entering into the city that was promised to them, uh, Qudus, they were still being given mercy by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala such as what Allah says During the, the, the time of wandering Allah shaded them with clouds And we sent down for you al-man which we said was a sweet uh, substance that they were eating that was like honey, honey and also as-salwa which was a type of bird meat that they had so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was sent giving them al-man wa salwa A type of food that they did not need to work for They didn't need to farm or hunt It would just come to them 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned that He shaded them with these clouds. All of these are the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Did these blessings stop? No. As we continue today, ayah 60 and Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذِ اسْتَسْقَى مُوسَى لِقَوْمِهِ فَقُلْ نَضْرِبْ بِعَصَاكَ الْحَجَرِ فَانْفَجَرَتْ مِنْهُ اثْنَتَا عَشْرَةَ عَيْنًا قَدْ عَلِمَ كُلُّ أُنَاسٍ مَشْرَبَهُمْ كُلُوا وَاشْرَبُوا مِنْ رِزْقِ اللَّهِ وَلَا تَعْفَوْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مُفْسِدِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذِ اسْتَسْقَى مُوسَى أي وذكر إذ استسقى موسى and remember and mention when Musa asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for rain, for water when Musa asked for water for his people, لِقَوْمِهِ The word istisqa in this verse, وَإِذِسْتَسْقَى Istisqa is when we ask Allah for rain. The act of asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for rain is known as istisqa. A طَلَبُ الْمَاءِ Seeking water, of course, rain water. And we as Muslims have even a prayer called Salatul Istisqa. When there is a drought, it is recommended for us to pray what is known as Salatul Istisqa. Because the rain is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And sometimes this stops due to our sins And we have to repent to Allah This is why when we are praying what is known as the, the rainfall prayer or the istisqa uh, We pray it just like the Eid prayer The people go out and they make istighfar They ask Allah to forgive them, forgive their sins that What they are recommended to do is forgive each other If they have oppressed one another to, uh, to um, give back If they stole to ask each other to forgive so that harmony can come back to us and maybe Allah will bring back rain. So this is known as Salatul Istisqa. Here you have Musa alayhi salam. And again, the context is, this is during the time of wandering. So the food was taken care of through the men and the salwa. They had this sweet substance that they were drinking or eating. And they had the, the bird meat that Allah was giving them as salwa. Something that was easy for them. And they, there was no, nothing involved for them to seek it out. It was coming to them. And also they were shaded. But of course when you eat you also need to drink. So here Musa is saying, asking Allah, oh Allah give us water. Musa, And remember when Musa asked Allah for water. لِقَوْمِهِ for his people. فَقُلْنَا And then we said to him, Allah says, اِضْرِبْ بِعَصَاقَ الْحَجَرِ Hit your staff or your stick on the stone. And once he did that, فَانْفَجَرَتْ مِنْهُ ثْنَتَا عَشْرَةَ عَيْنَا and water gushed forth from it as, um, 12 springs gushed from this stone 12 springs Every people, every group of people or every tribe knew which spring they were drinking from Then Allah said to them, eat and drink From the provision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَلَا تَعْثَوْا And do not be overly corrupt فِي الْأَرْضِ On the earth مُفْسِدِينَ While causing mischief So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling them So what we learn from this ayah is Musa asks Allah for rain for his people Because they need to drink Then Allah tells them to hit your staff with a rock And then immediately Water starts gushing from it Twelve springs Why twelve? Because there were twelve tribes there were 12 tribes that was with Musa salam from the Banu Israel. And each tribe was given a particular spring that they could drink from. And there's a great hikmah in this, because if it was only one spring, and there are 12 tribes, there is a possibility that they might fight over it. 
And this is why uh, that among the, the wisdoms behind this is that now every uh, tribe had their own place to drink from. There are many fawaid that we can learn from this ayah. Number one, Musa asks Allah for rain, and Allah, um, or he asks Allah for water, I should say, and Allah tells him, istisqa is usually when we ask Allah for water, but in this context, he asks Allah for water, and Allah said to him, hit your staff on this rock. This was the staff that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed many miracles through. It is the staff that would turn into a snake. فَإِذَا هِيَ حَيَّةٌ تَسْعَى It is the staff, the staff that he hit with it um, when he, the sea split open. This is a staff that showed many, many miracles, including when the magicians challenged Musa and So it ate everything that they uh, were creating in their lives as well. So it was a miraculous staff that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to Musa alayhi salam. And we first come across it when Allah asks Musa about it. وَمَا تِلْكَ بِيَمِينِكَ يَا مُوسَىٰ قَالَ هِيَ عَصَايَ تَوَكَّوْ عَلَيْهَا وَأَهُوشُ بِهَا عَلَىٰ غَنَمِي وَلِيَ فِيهَا مَعَارِبْ أُخْرَىٰ إِنْ سُورَةُ الطَّهَىٰ Anyway, what we learn from this verse is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a miraculous way is giving these people water. So as they are traveling and wandering in the desert, they have this rock with them. And some of the scholars said it was any rock. Others said no, it was a particular rock that they would carry with them. And whenever they need water, they would, Musa would hit it and then water would come. The other thing is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in this ayah, فَانْفَجَرَتْ The water gushed. It poured. But in Surah Al-A'raf, Allah says, فَانْبَجَسَتْ And there is a farq. Al-Imbijas is not Al-Infijar. So why did Allah say, فَانْبَجَسَتْ in Surah Al-A'raf and فَانْفَجَرَتْ in Surah Al-Baqarah? Although we're talking about the same incident. Because... In Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah says, we told Musa to hit his staff with the rock, and then it started leaking or dripping water. Here it says, we told Musa to hit the rock with the staff, and then water gushed forth. So, why did it drip or did it gush forth? The scholars, they say, one is talking about the beginning, and the other is talking about towards the end. That first, the water came dripping. And then, it started increasing, increasing, and then it started gushing forth. So, فَانْبَجَسَتْ and فَانْفَجَرَتْ طَيِّبْ so, when Musa asked water for his people, and then Allah said, we said to Musa, hit your staff with the rock, and from it gushed forth twelve springs. Each group of people knew its own place for water. And then Allah said, Kulu, eat, eat from what? Eat from the men and the salwa that we spoke about last time. Eat from the men and the salwa. The sweet substance and the bird meat that Allah was providing for you. وَشْرُبُ and drink from this water that is coming from this rock. وَلَا تَعْثَوْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مُفْسِدِينَ Do not be corrupt. الْعَثُ The scholars say is الْشِدَّةُ الْفَسَادِ It is don't become increasingly corrupt or very corrupt. فِي الْأَرْضِ on the earth مُفْسِدِينَ While you are causing mischief. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions another thing about Banu Israel. So now we know another blessing. Right? We know another blessing which is what? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them an endless supply of water. Now you can imagine people that are wandering and traveling, water is of extreme necessity, but Allah blessed them. Verse Now that we know that Allah was giving them al-man and al-salwa, 
And we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided for them this supply from this rock of water, which is of course miraculous. How was the reaction of the Banu Israel? Were they grateful? Were they thankful? No. No, they were not. And ikhwani wa akhwati fillah, my brothers and sisters, it's extremely important that you understand how as Muslims we should act with regards to the blessings Allah gives us. Be thankful and be grateful. And you show gratitude first by your speech, by saying, Oh Allah, I recognize you have given this to me. Alhamdulillah, all praise belongs to Allah. Ashukrulillah, I thank Allah and all gratitude we give to Allah Almighty. Then, what happens if you do that? Allah says in the Quran, لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ If you show gratitude, then I will give you more. وَلَإِن كَفَرْتُمْ إِنَّ عَذَابِي لَشَدِيدٌ And if you are ungrateful, then indeed the punishment of Allah is severe. طيب. So, وَإِذْ قُلْتُمْ يَا مُوسَى لَنَصْبِرَ عَلَى طَعَامٍ وَحِدٍ And remember, when you said, O Musa, now look at this. The people that are speaking are the Banu Israel. They are speaking to their Prophet Musa. And what are they calling him? Ya Musa. Hey Musa. Oh Musa. And this is su'u adab. This is not the way of a believer. You do not talk to a Prophet. And you do not call a Prophet by his name. You call him by his title. Ya Rasulullah. Ya Nabi Allah. This is what you do. Look at the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And how they spoke to the Prophet. Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah. Ya Nabi Allah, O Prophet of Allah. This is what they would say to him. Never would they call him with his name because if it is disrespectful to call your own mother and father by their names, how could you do so with a Prophet of Allah Almighty? But here you see already that they are going astray. And mention when you said, Ya Musa, O Musa, we will have no patience, nor will we endure one type of food. They are complaining about Al-Manna They are complaining about this and saying, we will not endure one type of food. So call upon your Lord for us. Call upon who? Your Lord. Isn't He their Lord as well? Why did that say, Rabbana, call our Lord? Why are they saying, Oh Musa, call upon your Lord? They are distancing themselves from the Prophet, distancing themselves from even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, Call your Lord for us. Again, this shows you their mindset. This shows you how have they have much they have su adab ma'allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They should have said, Call our Lord for us. Is He not their Lord? Is He not their Rabb? But this is what they said. They said, Oh Musa. We will not endure one type of food. We were tired of men, we are tired of salwa, we are tired of this sweet honey-like substance that we have been eating, that we don't have to look for, but it descends from the heavens. We, don't, we, we are tired of this bird meat that is sweet and delicious, that we don't have to hunt for. We are tired of this miraculous water that we are drinking, that we don't have to look for. All of that we don't want it. And the scholars, they mentioned, this is not ta'amin wahid, this is a different type. This is not one thing, it's different things. But they said we will not endure one type of food. So invoke your Lord for us. To, to do what? يُخْرِجْ لَنَا مِمَّا تُنْبِتُ الْأَرْضُ مِنْ بَقْلِهَا وَقِثَائِهَا وَفُومِهَا وَعَادَسِهَا وَبَصَلِهَا 
invoke your Lord for us so that he can bring forth for us from the earth that which grows. They want a farm. Ask Allah to bring forth for us that which grows on the earth. From its vegetation or its green herbs. From its cucumbers. Wafumiha from its garlic. We want garlic and cucumber. Wa lentils. Wa onions. They want to make a salad. Allah is giving them all of this and they are worried about this type of food. What's interesting is, all of this that they are asking is not even the type of food that is considered a food that you give to esteemed guests. All of you can appreciate if you were to be invited to a home, to a, a dinner, and they bring you onions and garlic and cucumbers and uh, lentils and, 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 and vegetables, some vegetables. And that's it. You'd assume, oh, okay, this is the sides. Where is the main dish? You'd accept some chicken, some meat, right? you accept something a bit more lavish, a bit better, like alman and as-salwa. But they are insisting on this. They are insisting on this. Ibrahim, alayhi salam, when the angels came to him, he, he, he slaughtered for them a ijl, right? He slaughtered for them a bull. Right? He provided meat for them. Right? And this is what you do. You go to a wedding, there is meat. There is chicken. You go, this is what they do. But here, they are looking for uh, a glorified salad. This is what they are looking for. They are looking for extra work. The food that Allah was giving them, they didn't have to work for. They want to start farming and harvesting. Subhanallah. Look at the answer. One more time. وَإِذْ قُلْتُمْ And remember when you said. O Banu Israel, remember when you said. To Prophet Musa, O Musa. Not even calling him by his title and saying, O Messenger of Allah. And then remember when you said, لَنَصْبِرَ عَلَىٰ طَعَامٍ وَاحِدٍ We will not endure one type of food. فَدْعُ لَنَا رَبَّكَ And remember when you said, call upon your Lord. Instead of saying our Lord. يُخْرِجْ لَنَا مِمَا تُنْبِتُ الْأَرْضِ And you ask him to, the, the, to what do you want? To bring forth for us that which grows from the earth. مِنْ بَقَلِهَا From it, its vegetation, its herbs. وَقِثَائِهَا Cucumbers. And مِنْ بَقَلِهَا وَقِثَائِهَا وَفُومِهَا And فُومِهَا Some of the scholars said this was referring to thum, which is garlic. وَعَدَسِهَا And lentils and وَبَصَلِهَا Onions. What was Musa's answer? When they started asking for these things and saying we are tired from الْمَنْ and السَّلْوَى we are tired of this from this, this, this type of food that was coming to us from the sky that Allah blessed us with. Blessed us with. This is Musa's reply. Are you going to exchange that which is lower for that which is better? Are you going to exchange that which is better for that which is lower? You want onions and garlic, man? When Allah is giving you al-man and as-salwa, what's wrong with you? Then the command came. Do you want this? You want to start farming and working the fields when you could have this blessed food? And the ulama, they say, why? Now let's ask this question. Let's pose this question. 
Why was Al-Man As-Salwa better than what they asked for? Because of the following reasons. Number one, this came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it was a blessing from Allah. This wasn't the same as regular food. This wasn't the same as regular food. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? وَظَلَّلْنَا عَلَيْكُمُ الْغَمَامِ And we shielded you and sheltered you with clouds specifically for you to protect you from the elements and the heat of the sun. وَأَنزَلْنَا عَلَيْكُمُ الْمَنَّةِ وَالسَّلْوَى And we sent down upon you Alman and As-Salwa. So this was something that came from Allah with all of its blessings and all of its goodness. And now you want to stop working the fields? So number one, it came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two, there is no work involved. There is no ta'ab. You won't get tired. You didn't have to hunt. You didn't have to work the fields. You didn't have to farm. Eat and enjoy. Number, the third reason is, there was no doubt in its halalness. The fact that it was lawful, it came directly to them from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's no doubt. As for the stuff they're asking, once you start farming, and, and, and your friend is farming here, and you're doing it here, maybe you took some of his crops, which becomes haram for you. He took some of your crops, which becomes halal, haram for him. There is room for it to be doubtful, whereas what Allah is giving you is blessed, it is better, and you didn't even have to work for it. This is what the ulama mentioned. Not to mention that it was tasty and sweet. طيب. Would you exchange that which is better for that which is lower? This was Musa's response. Go to any city. This stuff that you're asking for isn't special. Go to any city. For indeed you will find that which you have asked for. Because of the many crimes they have committed, including not being grateful for Al-Man wa-Salwa, ضُرِبَتْ عَلَيْهِمُ الدِّلَّةُ وَالْمَسْكَنَةُ وَبَاءُوا بِغَضَبِ مِنَ اللَّهِ They were covered. ضُرِبَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ الذِّلَّةُ Humiliation. وَالْمَسْكَنَةُ And poverty. Poverty and humiliation. وَبَاءُوا بِغَضَبِ مِنَ اللَّهِ And they drew on themselves the anger of Allah. The wrath of Allah. Or they went back with the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon them. In Surah Al-Fatiha, Allah says, The dua that we say, O oh Allah, keep us on the straight path, not upon the path of those who deserve your anger. That's what we always say. This is it. Here you see the ghadab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So many things have happened. You've been saved from Fir'aun. You saw the sea split open. Allah did that for you. You started worshipping a cow. Allah accepted your repentance. You started saying, Allah, Jahra, show us Allah. You were then again forgiven. You were told to enter into the city. You refused. And you were told to wander the earth as a punishment. Yet you were given uh, uh, clouds that shade you and food that came to you without working for it. You were ungrateful. Over and over again you see the sign of their ungratefulness. And how they are showing gratitude to the one who deserves Allah Almighty. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, because of the many crimes you have committed. They were covered with dhilla, a dhul, a humiliation. And misery and poverty. And they left with the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why all of this? This is because... 
كانوا يكفرون بآيات الله they used to disbelieve in the signs of Allah كانوا يكفرون بآيات الله is that all they did no ويقتلون النبيين بغير الحق and they would kill the prophets wrongfully ذلك بما عصوا all of that was because they disobeyed وكانوا يعتدون and they used to transgress the bounds so here you will understand ikhwani wa akhwati fillah what really happened why were they cursed why is allah's wrath was upon them why were they punished why all of this because of their many many crimes and did allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wipe them off the earth no allah gave them many chances allah forgave them and forgave them and forgave them yet every time something good happens they are seeing these miracles they are seeing these miracles they saw the the sleeves but open like two mountains like Allah says in Surah they saw Musa defeat the magicians they saw the six uh, or the nine signs of Musa السلام, they saw all of these miracles yet they constantly are coming with new ways to disbelieve new ways to be blasphemous new ways to anger Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one more time the ayah and remember when you said, Ya Musa, O Musa. Allah, One of the things that you appreciate here, when you see how they are dealing with Prophet Musa, is the, how great Rasulullah's messengers were, the Sahaba, how great they were. They would never be able to call the Prophet, Ya Muhammad. No way they'd be able to speak to him in this manner. But here you have it. And remember when they said to Musa, We will not endure to eat one type of food. So call your Lord for us And invoke to him So that he can bring forth for us That which grows on the earth From its vegetation and its herbs Its cucumbers Its garlic Its lentils Its onions And then Musa asked them He said Are you going to exchange That which is better for that which is worse And lower if this is what you want, then go to any city. Some scholars, they say, Misr here is referring to Egypt. But the majority of scholars say no, because if it was referring to Egypt, it would be Misrah instead of Misran. Go to any city. Indeed, you will find that which you asked for. And as a punishment for many of the things that they have done, they were covered with a humiliation. وَالْمَسْكَنَةُ and misery and poverty وَبَاءُوا بِغَبَرٍ مِنَ اللَّهِ and they drew on themselves the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may Allah protect us from his wrath and his anger and make us among those whom Allah is pleased with Ameen Ya Rabbil Alameen and Allah tells us why ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّهُمْ كَانُوا يَكْفُرُونَ بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ they denied the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they denied the signs of Allah they didn't take heed they didn't benefit from all of the miracles they were seeing and they were killing the prophets wrongfully or they killed the prophets wrongfully when Allah says wrongfully, killing a prophet wrongfully does that mean that it is a possibility to kill a prophet rightfully and the answer is no but in their minds they were thinking that they were doing rightfully, rightfully and Allah saying no, you were wrong and a prophet can never be killed uh, rightfully right? Uh, it's always batil and it's always and there were many prophets that they were killed. Some mentioned 70 prophets, some mentioned more that were killed by the Banu Israel. And it's famously known that they, or it is narrated, it's been narrated that they've killed Yahya 
and, and Zakaria, and they tried to kill Prophet Isa as well. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved him. And this is one of the greatest forms of kufr when you actually kill the Prophet, subhanAllah. That was because they disobeyed. And they used to transgress the bounds. So this is who the Banu Israel are. And this is how, look at Allah what he's doing for them, ikhwani fillah. Allah is saying that when they ask for water, here is water. You want food, here is food. I will shade you with clouds. I will forgive your sins, right? Earlier, نَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ خَطَايَاكُمْ We will forgive your sins. وَسَنَزِيدُ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Right? So many things. Blessing after blessing. Good after good. And their response is like this. Subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us steadfast. Tayyib. Number, ayah number 62. Allah says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَالَّذِينَ هَادُوا وَالنَّصَارَ وَالصَّابِئِينَ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا فَلَهُمْ أَجْرُهُمْ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ وَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ now what's important to remember is that um, the, one might now assume reading of Banu Israel and the way they're speaking to their prophet the kind of stuff that they're asking for um, the, the disrespect they are showing even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the blasphemous statements, all of this you would assume that they are the worst of the worst and there's not a good one among them now this following ayah will teach you that not all of the Yehud were bad not all of the Nasara were bad. But listen to this following verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clarifies. Allah says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَالَّذِينَ هَادُوا وَالنَّصَارَى وَالصَّابِئِينَ As, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Verily, those who believe. Those who believe. وَالَّذِينَ هَادُوا And those who were the Yahud, the Jews. وَالنَّصَارَى And the Christians. وَالصَّابِئِينَ And the Sabians, or the Sabi'een. من آمن بالله واليوم الآخر whoever amongst them believes in Allah and in the last day فلا خوف عليهم there will be no fear on them ولا هم يحزنون nor shall they grieve so here Allah mentions four people those who إن الذين آمنوا those who believe والذين هادوا and those who were the Yehud or those who are the Jews والنصارى the Christians والصابئين and the Sabians four people believers Jews, Christians, and Sabi'een. Four people. All of them Allah says, Man amana billah, any among them that believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, waliyomil akhir and in the last day, fala khawfun alayhim, there will be no fear on them, walam yahsanun, nor will they grieve or be sad. Meaning, they will have no fear of the future because they're going to Jannah, and they will not be worried or grieving of the past because their sins will be forgiven. This is the blessings that Allah has given to those who have faith and believe in the hereafter. Now this ayah, it causes a lot of questions for some people. First, if this is the case, then does that mean Allah mentioned the believers, the Yahud, the Nasara, the Sabi'een, are they all the same? Are this, is it, so does that mean you can join any religion you want? Or you can at least join these four religions? Is that what it means here? No, no it does not. Because we know the only deen that Allah accepts is Al-Islam. Inna deena inda Allah al-Islam. Wa man yaftaghi ghayr al-Islami deenan falan yuqbala min. Whoever takes any other than Islam as a faith, it will not be accepted from him. So how do you understand this verse? Inna al-ladheena amanu, those who believed from the people of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ay al-ladheena amanu bi Muhammad. Wal-ladheena haadu and those who were the Yahud, 
at the time of Prophet Musa and believed in him. One Nasara and the Christians or the Nasara that believed in Isa السلام, and the prophets that came before. Was Sabi'in and the Sabi'in, we will get to this in a, in a second, each one in their respective time with their respective prophet, if they believed the prophet and they believed in Allah and in the hereafter, then they will go to Jannah. This question was posed by some of the Sahaba when they heard that if you didn't believe in Prophet Muhammad, you would not be able to go to Jannah. Salman and Farisi and others were worried because they knew people that were good Muslims that um, were upon the deen of Prophet Isa and Prophet Musa, but they didn't know of Prophet Muhammad or they were waiting for him to, be, to, 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 to emerge, but they died before the Prophet was even sent. Or they didn't come to him or they didn't make it to Medina. So the Prophet ﷺ, then this ayah was revealed to say, if you didn't come across the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, whichever time you lived in, if you believed in your Prophet, and you believed in the hereafter, and you had faith, you're going to Jannah. So the Banu Israel that we are talking about right now, those that are complaining about the food, and the, among them are good Muslims. During the time of Prophet Isa, his disciples, they were good Muslims. And anyone that was like them, they were also good Muslims. So a believer, this is why Deenul Anbiya Iwahid, the religion of the prophets is one. And whoever follows their respective prophet, now what's interesting, I keep saying prophet, but prophet is not mentioned here. Allah says, if they believe in Allah and the hereafter. So where am I getting the prophet from? Uh, Al-Bahr uh, al-Mukhid, the, the Shaykh mentioned, the Mufassir, he mentions that it is impossible for one to know about the hereafter or believe in Allah without a prophet telling him. So although a prophet is not mentioned here, how did he come to believe in the hereafter? Through Prophet Muhammad So dimnan, you have to, it's included. Although it's not mentioned, it's included. You cannot be a believer without following Prophet Muhammad So, inna alladhina amunu, those who believe, the believers, walladhina hadu, and one of the things that the scholars say is, why are the Yahud called Yahud? That word hadu, limada summiyatil yahudu bi Yahud. Uh, why are the Yahud called this? Where did this come from? There are a few opinions. One of them is that because they are those who did, uh, the, the, uh, who, those who repented, because in uh, Allah mentions that when they when they um, when they worship the calf or they worship the cow, they repented and they said Inna hudna ilayk. Inna and then they were called the Yahud. Those who repented. That's one opinion. Another one says, no, it comes from the word Yahuda. Yahuda. And Yahuda was the son, the eldest son of Prophet Yaqub. I remember in my earlier lesson I mentioned that the Banu Israel are the descendants of Israel. Israel is Yaqub. Yaqub had, he had many sons, including Prophet Yusuf His eldest son was known as Yehuda. So they called Yehud because in reference to him, Yehud himself. And there are other opinions as well. In the end of the day, they are called Yehud in the Quran, Al-Yehud wa Nasara. Right? And among the Yehud, they were good believers during the time of Prophet Musa. If those Yehud were alive during the time of Prophet Isa and they believed in Isa, great, then they were Muslims. If the Yehud were alive at the time of Prophet Muhammad and they believed in Prophet Muhammad, then they were Muslims. Meaning what? Meaning that just because you're a Jew or a Christian, it doesn't exclude you from being upon the truth. Once you accept whatever you need to accept, 
And after the time of Prophet Muhammad, everyone has to accept him. Everyone has to accept him. طيب. Um, والصابئين. So, والنصارى. Who are the Nasara? The Nasara are the Christians. Allah calls them Nasara. A common mistake that is mentioned by many Muslims is calling them Masihiyun. The Masihiyun. Uh, because Allah did not call them Masihiyun. And they are not the followers of the Masih. They are not truly the followers of the Messiah. The Muslims are the followers of Prophet Isa. But Allah calls them Nasara. And why did Allah call them Nasara? Again, where does his name come from? There is a few opinions. Some scholars say it comes from the word Nusr. Or Ansarullah Because the Hawariyin, the disciples of Isa السلام, They were his helpers, his protectors, his Ansar Which is where the term Nasara came from Meaning these were the ones who helped and protected Prophet Isa السلام, And were there for him Other scholars have mentioned that no, it comes from a place A Makan A city You must have heard of the name uh, Nazareth Nazareth Or Jesus of Nazareth So this was the city, Nasara and or this what how do you call and this is where the word Nasara came from and Allah knows best. So as for those who believe, or those who were from the Yahud, or those who were from the Christians, or the Sabi'in. Who are the Sabi'in? There are many, many, many opinions on this. The scholars of the Sea they have varying opinions on this. But if we look at the state the word Sabi, Sabi from an uh, from the Arabic language it means to leave something Or to turn away from something To turn away from something More specifically it was used for those who turn away from a religion This is why they used to, the Quraysh used to call Prophet Muhammad Because he turned away from their religion Idolatry to Islam They used to call him Sabi One who turned away And this is why the famous story of when Umar al-Khattab becomes Muslim uh, uh, He's told uh, Aslam, uh, Aslamat your sister became Muslim, and then he said to her, Asabati, did you leave our faith to leave something? Saba'a is to leave something. So uh, it means to turn away from one religion and enter another religion. Right. So who are the Sabi'in? Some scholars say they, they are people that used to worship the angels. Others say no, they were a sect within Christianity. Others say no, they were a sect within the Yahud. Others say no, they are their own independent faith and religion. Some say they were people that didn't follow a particular religion but they were upon the fitrah and they used to worship Allah. Others say they were people that used to worship the, the stars. There are so many varying opinions. Ibn Qayyim delves quite deep into this in one of his books. And he does mention that the Sabi'een were of two groups. As-Sabi'een al-Hunafa and As-Sabi'een al-Mushrikeen. You had Sabi'een that were uh, upon Tawheed and Sabi'in that were upon shirk. So what if those that you were saying, they used to either worship angels, or they used to worship stars, or what have you, they're clearly upon shirk. This ayah is talking about people that believe in Allah, and believe in the hereafter. So it can't be those. So he said this ayah is referring to those among them that were not upon shirk. And Allah knows best who they truly were, but Allah does mention them four times, I believe in the Quran. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا As for those who believe, وَالَّذِينَ هَادُوا And the Yahud. وَالنَّصَارَى and the Christians وَالصَّابِئِينَ and the Sabi'een and there are actually uh, communities of uh, that people that are upon the uh, Sabi'een still today uh, in Iraq you will find them in Iraq and in Iran I believe so it's not like they are extinct they still exist مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ whoever believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
واليوم الاخر عند اللاست داي فلا خوف عليه وعمل صالحا وعمل صالحا استغفر الله العظيم and they do good deeds these are the conditions believe in Allah believe in the hereafter and do good deeds what about believing in the prophet it is included automatically because you can't believe in Allah you can't believe in the hereafter nor can you do good deeds unless a prophet tells you so you must believe in the prophet فَلَهُمْ أَجْرُهُمْ They will have their reward in the Rabbihim with, 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 from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ And there will be no fear upon them. وَلَا هُمْ بِيَحْزَنُونَ Nor will they be grieving or sad. Allah, may Allah make us among those. I want to highlight something here and that is that there are certain people that call towards what is known as التَّعَدُدِيَّةَ الدِّينِيَّةَ التَّعَدُدِيَّةَ الدِّينِيَّةَ Or what is known as religious pluralism. Right? Meaning that if you're a Christian, I'm a Muslim. You're, Jew, you're, you're Jewish, you're Hindu, you're Buddhist, and everything is fine. Every religion will find its own way to God. It's correct. It's okay. This is a call that you have today. Or some people will make that a pool of religions smaller, and they will say the Abrahamic faiths, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, it's all good. It's all good. They're all Abrahamic faiths. We are all uh, drinking from the same cup. Let's create a melting pot. It's okay. Let's take the good from this one and the good from that one. All of this is against the foundations of our religion. Our religion is based upon what is known as religious exclusivism. Meaning what? There is only one way to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we're not the only uh, faith that says this. I mean, the Christian church will say that the only way to salvation is through the church. Right? So, the point is... There's only one way to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is Islam. Sirat al-Mustaqim, one correct path. This is a very important principle. Al-Haqqu wahid la yata'addad. Truth is one and it does, we don't have multiple ways to the truth. Truth is one. The messages of the prophets, you have to follow them. You have to believe in all of the prophets. The, the haqq is one. So this verse is not saying you can be a Yahudi or a Nasrani or a Sabi or no. You have to be a believer. You have to be a believer and you have to follow the prophets. This verse is talking about each one of them in their own, the Yehud during the time of Musa, they were the Muslims. And among them, there were some that were committing all these crimes you've spoken about, right? Those that were saying the blasphemous statements were among them were believers. They are Waladina Hadu. One Nasara, didn't the Prophet Isa have followers that were good and believers in him? Yes. Well, if they believe and in the hereafter and do good, they're going to Jannah. The Sabi'een that were upon Tawheed and were upon the Hanifiyyah. The correct way, if they die, having done good deeds, and believing in Allah, and thereafter they also go to Jannah. But today, everyone has to follow the correct religion. They have to follow Muhammad That is where salvation lies. And this is why it's important to call to Islam. This is why it's important to spread Islam. Because that's the true religion, ikhwani fillah. Allah says in the Quran, inna deen in Islam. Allah says in the Quran, whoever seeks for another religion, Allah will not accept it from that person. The Prophet said in the Hadith, If a Yahud or a Nasrani hears of me and then disregards me, they will be from the people of the hellfire and disbelieves in me. You have to believe in the final message of Muhammad. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Which is why now the normalization of like you can be any faith you want, this is a problem. No, there is only one haqq and we need to call towards it. So, it's very important you appreciate that. This concept of interfaith dialogue. Now, interfaith dialogue, maybe it has its space. People can have conversations about certain things in an academic way. That's fine. But, 
if this then turns into, uh, for example, calling to words a, a mixture of the faiths, this is a problem. This is not what Islam stands for. You can't call for a mixture between Christianity and Judaism and Islam. The same way the Christians won't accept that, the Muslims won't accept that. And there are certain people that call towards that, and this is falsehood. This should not be done. Because Islam is Islam, and Islam is the right religion. Right. And salvation, you will find it through Islam. You will find it through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger. This is why the people that were upon Nasraniya uh, or Yehudiya, when they met the Prophet they had to believe in him, and some did. And they found salvation. And those who, who disbelieved, they became the disbelievers. So, the call towards uh, the combination of these faiths, the, uh, what is known as pluralism, this is something that is a call that is based upon falsehood, and that we should not accept. And there is an ayah that disproves all of this. Well, we mentioned many ayahs. Uh, Allah only accepts Islam. Uh, there is if, 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 anything in Islam Allah does not accept. It is the one true faith, the final uh, uh, message from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, following from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We mentioned the hadith of the Prophet. But also when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the reason he sent Prophet Muhammad is, لِيُخْرِجَكُمْ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُورِ Allah sent the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, لِيُخْرِجَكُمْ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُورِ To take you out from ظُلُمَات Many darknesses. Many, many, many darknesses. Right? Because the path to, to misguidance is not one path. There are many paths. Ilanur to the one light. To the one light. So, the path of darknesses are many vulumat. Allah uses the plural form. Many darknesses. Ilanur to the one light. Allah says in another verse, And indeed, this is one my one path. The correct way. The straight path. Mustaqiman. Fattabi'u, follow it. And do not follow the many other roads that will lead to uh, getting you astray and they will lead to misguidance. This is the haq, ikhwanifillah. Deenu wahid. Deenu anbiya wahid. The deen is one. The correct way is one. And this is something we must accept as believers. I'm going to conclude my lesson here. So the ayah is not talking about that the Yehud and the Nasar and the Sabin and, and, and everyone, they can believe whatever they want. No, what you have to believe is Prophet Muhammad sallallahu the six pillars of faith. This is the true way of salvation for anyone that was there after Prophet Muhammad sallallahu But these four groups are referring to in their own time, in their respective times, the time of Prophet Isa, the believers were the followers of Isa, the time of Prophet Musa, the believers were the, Prophet, the followers of Musa. And that's how you get it. I'm going to conclude my lesson here, inshallah ta'ala. Jazakumullah khair. Hada wa akhru da'wana. Alhamdulillah rabbil alayhi wa sallamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.